Hey everybody, this is your host Ian, and this month on Ocean Folk Podcast, we got something that's a little bit different for you. We are going to debut our first ever list edition. Now let me just break down real quick what that means. Us, here at Ocean Folk Podcast, try to put together a list that represents the optimal examples of what we're looking for in diving. So what are we talking about this month? Well, here at Ocean Folks, we've been looking at California's best beach dives. So, while I'm sure opinions will vary and our opinion is just as humble as the next, here is our list for the best beach dives in California. Good to go? Welcome to Ocean Folk Podcast, the podcast where we speak to people who the ocean speaks to. We explore the stories of those who explore the ocean. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome to Ocean Folk Podcast, the list edition. Now, this month... We are going to talk about California's best beach dives. What does that mean? Well, there are some caveats to this list before we even get started. One, we excluded any sort of beach dive that wouldn't include recreational diving. We also pretty much didn't focus on anything north of Monterey because that is out of our wheelhouse as far as experience. And then finally, we left out any particular beach dive that required extra equipment beyond what you would normally use for scuba so there are some beach dives that you can get to via using rappelling lines uh, scooters uh, anything that is extraordinary in terms of beach dives we excluded those locations so if you're sitting back and going like but 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 we could get there using this you're probably right but we left those out so Without further ado, we are going to start talking about the top 10 beach dives, according to us, in California. Number 10, Crescent Bay in Laguna Beach, California. Crescent Bay is a south-facing bay, and if you go out to its western point, you'll swim along a rocky reef until you get to that point. Then you have to make a choice. You can either continue west, heading towards Seal Rock, where you'll see seals, ready to play with divers. The occasional friendly harbor seal will follow you around on this dive. Or you can try and cross the sandy gap of about 100 yards and hope that you find what's known as Dead Man's Reef. This is the outer reef at Crescent Bay, which can have spectacular visibility as well as amazing nudibranchs. Now, the reason they call it Dead Man's Reef is many people try and do a surface swim from shore and drop on the reef. This leaves you tired as a dead man or so the story goes. Now, why did Crescent Bay make our list? Well, it's one of the easiest beach dives to reliably see harbor seals and sea lions, especially at night. It's a marine protected area, which means more fish and bigger fish, as well as bigger lobster, and the golden California Gregorians are plentiful. Also keep your eye out for moray eels. They're often tucked away in the cracks here. And overall, it is just an extraordinary place to go scuba diving. And that is why Crescent Bay is number 10 on our list. Number 9. Whaler's Cove in Point Lobos State Natural Reserve. It should be noted that Point Lobos 
is known as Wolf Point, roughly translated. And they're not talking about wolves on land. They're actually talking about wolves of the sea. This is our only beach dive spot where there is a likely chance that you will have a sighting of a great white shark. This makes those surface swims a little more nerve-wracking. That being said, the underwater terrain is absolutely beautiful. You have a series of pinnacles both in the neighboring Bluefish Cove and also across the bay in Whaler's Cove from the entrance into the bay, all of which hold a host of marine diversity that makes it one of the most epic dives on our list. It is also worth mentioning that this is the most exclusive dive site on our list. To dive here, you do need a reservation, and there's limited numbers. So make sure you plan ahead if you're planning on visiting number nine on our list. Number eight, Veterans Park in Redondo Beach, California. Sure to be one of our more controversial choices, many people have had terrible dives at this location. That being said, we couldn't leave it off our list because people have also seen some of the most amazing things that you can see underwater there. The best example of this is the Market Squid Run. Happening between November and January, it can be an amazing experience. When done, leaving an area the size of a football field completely carpeted with white squid eggs. Keep in mind that this area that's completely covered in the squid eggs, it took two squid to create every one squid packet of eggs. That means that if you're in the water when these guys are laying them, you can be surrounded by hundreds of thousands of squid. It can be disorientating, you can lose your place in the wallet or column, it can also be one of the most amazing dives of your life. That being said, it's not a guaranteed occurrence. In fact, this year we barely had a squid at all. Some showed up, but not in these numbers. So, one thing to remember about Veterans Park is every time you go in the water there, it's a gamble. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes what you think will be there won't, and what you don't expect to be there is. An example of this is the purely random sightings of a number of creatures that don't normally live there. Things like thresher sharks, blue sharks, prickly sharks, giant black sea bass, long-nosed pufferfish, angel sharks, ratfish, and even recently, large schools of tuna crab, a small red squat lobster that seem to infest the area for a month or two. And if that's not enough for you, you can always go for the regulars. The usual suspects of Vets Park include juvenile horn sharks, red octopus, pipefish, and yes, stingrays. Stingrays upon stingrays. Don't forget swimmer crabs, and also sarcastic fringe heads, who if you're lucky enough to see two males near each other, they open up their mouths like monsters from your worst nightmare to demonstrate dominance between the two. Okay, okay. I think I've justified this spot enough. Hopefully you will have a good experience at Vets Park and you'll buy into the fact that this is our number eight choice for best beach dives in California. Number seven, Point Doom State Marine Reserve. This is located in the center of Malibu, California, just north of Los Angeles. The dive site juts out into the Pacific Ocean alongside a submarine canyon. It is characterized by large kelp forest, rocky reef, and even a pinnacle that you can visit and oftentimes has nudibranchs on it. Another key feature is the submarine canyon, which allows you, if you want to, to get a little bit deep on this dive. And brought up frequently with this dive site is the possibility of seeing gray whales. This seems to be a spot that they like to swim through on their way either north or south on their yearly migration. So keep your eyes out if you're out there and you start hearing some whale calls underwater. One of the key things to keep in mind when you're diving this site 
is the fact that there is a long surface swim. To get to the pinnacle that we're talking about, we're looking at maybe 100, 150 yards to get to it. In addition to that, if currents are high or waves are high, it can make this spot difficult, both for navigation and entry and exit. So make sure you check those forecasts before you visit our pick for number seven. Number six, Cannery Park, Monterey Breakwall. This dive site really consists of two major areas that you can dive, along the breakwall proper, or if you know the area well enough, you can shoot off into what's known as the Matridian Field, an area deeper water off of the breakwall that is quite literally a field of Matridian sea anemones. This dive site can also be a test of patience, as in the swim on the surface can be quite long. Some like to swim all the way out to the end of the breakwall, where there's often sea lions hanging out, ready to welcome divers into the water. Swimming back, you can then get the most amount out of your bottom time. I would caution against descending too early. Along the side of the breakwall, you'll see a series of numbers as you're swimming out. Don't drop before the seven. Anything before that, you're probably going to be dealing with mucky, nasty, ugly viz. Even after that, you may want to wait until at least 10 just to get to the deeper portions quicker. That being said, most of the break wall past that point is pretty amazing. You see a huge variety of rockfish, large link cod, more nudibranchs than you can shake your fist at. That being said, if you're there during the right time of year, you can even see schools of jellyfish. In short, if you want to see the abundance of life that Monterey is known for, but you don't want to go through the hassle of a complicated dive, then the break wall is pretty bulletproof. And that's why it's a number six. Number five, sometimes called Marine Room, but mostly referred to as La Jolla Shores, is our pick for number five. This is the third entry in our top 10 that bumps up against the submarine canyons of the California coast. Like Veterans Park and Point Doom, the canyon provides an avenue for animals to reach up into the shallows and for divers to reach down into the canyon. And while this canyon has more structure and solid walls than, say, Veterans Park, it is still mostly sand. That being said, there's still nooks and crannies in which you'll find interesting critters to look at and check out. Not to mention that much like Veterans Park, this canyon has interesting visitors. During warm water years, just above the canyon in what's known as the salad bowl, we've seen things like seahorses, and in the canyon itself during these warm water years come Humboldt squid. Coming up from Mexico, these large predatory squid create quite a fright for divers who come across them as they're kind of unpredictable. Getting out of the canyon, you can't talk about La Jolla Shores if you don't talk about the seasonal arrival of the leopard sharks. Large female leopard sharks come into La Jolla Shores every year around late July to mid-August to gestate their young in the warm, shallow waters of La Jolla Shores. When I say shallow waters, I mean sometimes literally two feet. You can have aerial photos showing hundreds of sharks around swimmers, but that is not the real danger to swimmers whatsoever. The four to seven foot sharks pose no threat to the swimmers. They feed mostly on crustaceans, and their teeth look something more like a grinding pad than what you think of in jaws. The true danger in the water at this time are the pregnant female stingrays. They outnumber the sharks by probably 5 to 1, and are in even shallower water at this time. It being warm out, there are tons of swimmers. 
The Stingray Shuffle should be the official dance of La Jolla, if for no other reason than to save the money on the lifeguards providing hot water as a treatment to this unpleasant experience in the water. Even with this convergence of potential calamity, you don't get as many stings as you'd think. The stingrays have gotten pretty much accustomed to people and are quite skittish. Still, if you're planning on visiting our number five spot, watch your step. Number four, Shaw's Cove in Laguna Beach. Probably one of the most popular dive sites in our top 10 list, the secret is out. Shaw's Cove is a great place to dive if you're beach diving. It is the only spot on our list that offers an underwater swim through. If you visit Shaw's Cove in about 20 feet of water in the middle of the reef, you can go through what's known as the crevice. The crevice is a doorway underwater that leads you to the inside of the finger reef, which is Shaw's Cove. From there, you can pick your path. You can exit in midway through the reef, you can go to the end of the reef, or you can pop out on the other side in Crescent Bay. A word of warning about this, though, don't attempt it unless conditions are pretty calm. If you try and go through when conditions are not, things get messy pretty quick. Wave action creates surge. The surge then creates problems with staying off the rocks, and visibility tends to drop rather quickly. As champagne-sized bubbles start to fill your vision, the white haze blocks out any ability of knowing where you are. This can make for a pretty terrifying experience, so it pays to be a fair-weather diver in the crevice. That being said, once inside the crevice, you're going to be awestruck with the amount of sponges and other cool, interesting little critters that you'll find in there, including the Hopkins Rose Nudibrink, one of the few places you can actually find it reliably. In addition to that, all throughout this area of the finger reefs, miniature canyon-like vistas as you look down the finger reef. It offers quite the ambiance for an underwater experience. Now let's just say finger reefs and canyons are not your thing. You can also just stick on the outside of Shaw's Cove and have a great time there as well. The regulars at Shaw's Cove are enough to keep anybody entertained. We're talking about a large, somewhat pushy sheephead due to the fact that it's a marine protected area and divers like to feed them by cracking open sea urchins and watching the ensuing chaos. Sheephead take advantage of this and sometimes they like to prompt slash bite divers in order to encourage this behavior. This is when I turn to the audience and say, please don't feed the fish. It turns them into jerks. On multiple occasions, I've had impatient sheephead thinking that I should feed them bite my finger. Let me just be clear about where I place the blame. You people feeding the fish, I blame you. Okay, now that the therapy session is over, let's talk more about Shaw's Cove. First of all, if there's a crack there, you should look in it. You never know what you're going to find. Most likely, you'll find a moray eel. If not, you'll at least see the rock shrimp that hang out with them. They're all over. And if you miss both of those, chances are you're going to see a rather large lobster. Shaw's Cove is known for having some of the biggest, tastiest looking, untouchable lobsters in all of California. And if you look them in the eye and listen very carefully, I think you can hear them laughing. Keep your eye on all the algae that is around this area because it's also a spot that you often find kelp fish. These are the fish that flow like kelp in the kelp and vary in colors from everything from green to yellow to kind of a brownish red. Another elusive critter to keep your eye out for. Moving past the regulars, Shaw's Cove is also a spot that people see giant black sea bass, 
green sea turtles, and the occasional gray whale. Some people might argue that this is only because Shaw's Cove is so regularly dived by so many people, but that's also kind of the point. This is an easy place to get in the water and have an amazing time. Explore a reef and find new places that you didn't know before. And that's why it's number four on our list. Number three, Casino Point Dive Park. Before everybody starts calling us cheaters, we're going to acknowledge it ourselves. This one was too good to pass up. The Casino Point Dive Park, while being on an island, is still technically a beach dive because you do not use a boat to access the dive directly. Okay, fine. It's a little bit of a workaround, but just deal with it, all right? This is the only dive site in our top 10 that has the option of diving multiple wrecks while also having access to large animals in the form of giant black sea bass and still has some of the clearest and most consistently calm waters in all of California, making for picturesque views almost year-round. If you're interested in the wrecks, you can go to the east and find the Sujak, which is wrecked on the break wall in about 70 feet of water, or you can go to the west and find the Valiant just outside the dive park. Make sure you tell the harbor master that you're going to be heading there, or you can check out any of the number of small sailboats that they've dropped inside the park proper. Also, while you're there, there's also a barge-like structure that's in the dive park, as well as several moorings and other little things that have collected in the dive park over the years. If you're trying to pick the right time to visit the dive park, you might want to pick July or August. This is the time when you're going to see the large black sea bass in the dive park, and this is the time period where people see sightings of maybe four to five at a time. We're talking about five or six foot fish. It's not nothing. It's a presence in the water that you notice. If you can't make it during July and August, I still recommend you come. California waters are clearest, usually in Catalina Dive Park, and so 40 to 60 foot visibility is not uncommon. During the end of summer, it can even be in the high 70s as far as temperature. And because it's on the leeward side of the island, it's almost always calm. It is the diverse combination of options that lead us to call Casino Point Dive Park Number three in best beach dives in California. Number two, La Jolla Cove, La Jolla, California. Some might find this a confusing choice because this butts up against the same submarine canyon as our number five choice. So then why is it at number two? Well, for starters, your launch site is the city of La Jolla, a city on a hill that is jutting out into the ocean and all along its sides are cliffs and sea caves. You get to look at that as you're swimming out to your dive site. Then you have the versatility in dive sites. If you want to keep it shallow, conditions are good, water's clear, you can swim along those sea caves, 10 to 20 feet of water, keeping your eyes open, hoping to spot one of the green sea turtles that are occasionally seen in this area. If conditions are looking a little rough and you want to get deep, well, go ahead. The La Jolla Canyon is right there. Have a swim out, drop down, find clear water. Explore the edges of the canyon. Oh, and keep your eyes open because you might see some deep water critters there as well. The same things that we saw in our number five spot may make an appearance here. Everything from seven gill sharks to whales to thresher sharks. And if we have a warm water blob moving up from Mexico, you might even see some Humboldt squid. Oh, but wait, 
Maybe all that deep water has you a little bit nervous. Well, guess what? There's still something for you, Goldilocks. The mid-depth reefs in La Jolla Cove can be great, too. This is where most people spot the six gill and the taupe sharks, or the giant black sea bass, or large guitar fish, the banded and the unbanded kind. Are you starting to see why this is our number two pick? And don't forget to leave a little time for safety stops. Why? Sitting out doing your safety stop in front of the cove entrance is one of the best places to see the sea lions. Though the young ones will come out and play with you, especially if it's in the springtime. If you somehow miss this opportunity, you can walk up the cliffside and view from a safe distance the seals on shore. There's a great viewing area just near the cove, and as long as you're not downwind, you can get your heart's fill of viewing the sea lions on shore, basking in the sun, doing what sea lions do. Which, if you are downwind, you know it's just make the air smell like dirty seal. Dirty seal stink aside, I think La Jolla Cove is a safe choice for number two. Number one. I know what you're thinking. How could our number one choice top these amazing dive sites in terms of animal encounters, dive site versatility, and overall amazing experiences? But number one just does. It does it more. It does it bigger. And that's why we have it as our number one. And even though the name of this dive site is named after the Carmelite Monastery just a few miles away, if you want to be taken to church to worship the majesty of all of God's creation underwater, then you have to dive Monastery Beach just south of Carmel-by-the-Sea, Monterey County. Okay, let me step back from the sermon for a second. In real talk, this is actually one of the most dangerous dive sites that we have. I want to put a sharp exclamation on the fact that this dive site actually does have some bodies to its name. And it's not because the diving here is actually particularly difficult. However, the entry and exit is extremely challenging. It has large grain sand that provides very little support for divers getting in and out. And you exit to what amounts to be a ramp of this sand and maybe a 15% grade, this makes for a very treacherous exit anytime there's anything but excellent conditions. So, beyond everything we say here, please use caution if you're planning out this dive. Okay, back to the fun stuff. Now maybe by this point you've realized that we have a little thing for submarine canyons, and this is not breaking with that trend. No, we lean in. This is actually the biggest and the deepest submarine canyon in all of California. Unlike the other submarine canyons on our list, though, this one actually has a rocky, cliff-like edge. But these rocks are not just rocks. They're covered with all kinds of algae growth. Purple and red, dotted with bright-colored sponges. And where there's not sponges or algae, there's giant fish-eating anemones. Yeah, multicolored, big, just, they eat fish. That's what they do. Fish-eating anemones. Yeah, just try not to bring it up. And let me tell you, fish-o-plenty there is. From giant link cod to every rockfish imaginable. They're there. And this is just at the edge of the canyon. Once you move up into the kelp forest, my goodness. When we say this site does it bigger, the kelp forest is one of those things. We're talking about 50 to 60 foot stalks of kelp to the surface, where it bellows out and creates a canopy that filters the sunlight from above. On clear days, you feel like you're walking through a cathedral. It's like you found the underwater chamber for Sagrita Familia in Barcelona. Eyes affixed towards the surface, you may have words such as awe, wonder, or majesty bouncing off the inside of your skull as you're witnessing this truly magnificent dive site. Now it's worth noting that as you get more shallow, these rooms get smaller and more personal, which means you're hovering around schools of rockfish as well as large link cod, but now a little bit closer and a little bit more in your face. 
And if that's not enough for you, this spot too also experiences a squid run, as well as the large swarms of jellyfish, the regular pelagics that come up through the submarine canyons, and sightings of all kinds of interesting creatures have been spotted here as well. Okay, I've done all the convincing I can do. That's our list. If you disagree, please let us know. You can reach us at oceanfolkpodcast at gmail.com, no spaces, no underscores, or reach out via Instagram or Facebook. YouTube channel is also available. We hope you guys enjoyed our first list edition, and we look forward to your feedback. Take care. Dive safe. <laughs>